Hello and welcome to Top Fives, the show of everything Top Fives, presented by The Sex Effects. I'm Joey Parati. And I'm Sean Day. And today we will be discussing places in time. But before we get to that, it's been over a month. And Jonathan, how the hell are you? <laughs> it's been a, yeah, it's been a month, man. I'm really, really happy to be doing this tonight, um, doing this podcast. And dude, I'm doing just fine. I'm really happy to to be talking to you. Uh, for our listeners, Joey got married last month, so that's where <laughs> I did that's that. Where yeah, Joey did that. So I did that. I I, I just want to say uh, had a, a beautiful time with your your folks, your family, and and Christine as well, and. Yeah, dude, I, it was amazing time, and I'm um, I'm sure, uh, you know, you're enjoying the the wedding life <laughs> as it is, or the, the married I, life. I love married life. I have to say, I was kind of you know skeptical, like I don't know, but uh, <laughs> it's pretty wonderful. I I'm liking it quite a bit, um, but it's pretty cool. But having having said all that, it was amazing to have you and your whole family uh, there, and it wouldn't have been the same without them. So yeah, a oh, huge yeah. shout out not only to your parents and, and Simon and Nikki and Tara, but um, the great grandma and grandpa day across yes. the pond. So, <laughs> across the pond. Thank you guys for making it out. For, yes, yeah. It, it was really, really nice to yeah. have, you know, to spend that time with, with everyone and, and your family. And of course the wedding day was beautiful as well. So I, it was just a good, good, good day. And, and uh, yeah, dude, so happy. I, I just, I mean, I, I keep thinking about, you know, it's, it's strange to think it's like it was a month. It's, it's been at least a month away. So, yeah, it's been uh, God a month yeah. and ten days. Ten days, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so, and now uh, it's now it's fall time, or I guess getting into the winter time. I'm loving it. I'm yeah, loving dude. it. How cold is it out there? Is it, is it? It's like in the mornings. It's like about forty degrees between forty and forty-five, and uh, you know it doesn't get above like sixty-five. I want to say, which I mean, yeah. not even a month ago, it was getting like eighty every day, and I was wanting to hang myself. It was awful. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm loving the cold weather. How, how cold is it for you guys? It's starting to get cold, but you know what? It's weird. It's probably just as cold as like how SF or San Francisco usually is. So, but well, well, how, how cold is, is it for LA? Like, I think like what's uh, LA cold? I guess the lowest at night that we've been getting is probably like 55 to 57. Uh, that's that's like, a warm day. That, yeah, see, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> which is weird. So, I mean, but it, it's crazy because, like, this whole summer, including getting into the fall in LA, it, just the heat. They were just bringing on the heat, man. And uh, I think that's why I've, I've now I'm feeling it because I've lived here for a couple of years. I'm feeling like the you can tell like the, the change in level of like temperature, but it's different because San Francisco's way colder. It's on the coast. And, you know, like especially like Daly City where, you know, your family's at. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's you definitely get that coastal breeze coming in so you do but yeah I, I am definitely loving it i get to wear a sweater thank god so <laughs> i'm i'm rocking a sweater right now as well i was a a, a hipster for halloween oh nice. and i bought this this uh this hipster sweater from target but it's kind of warm so it and I, <laughs> i've been wearing it every day since i kind of like it awesome. um but man i haven't, I haven't spoke to you since like halloween too like because i know oh shit so you're a hipster for halloween okay yeah did and you, you were you what, a, what's, what's up, up? Oh, I was, like, was going to ask, did you have a mustache? Do you, did you have like Well, a, I, have, a I have a beard and a mustache. I didn't feel like shaving the beard. So, I mean, I just oh. kind of went, you know, ungroomed as yeah. I am. But uh, <laughs> I did my my khakis, but I rolled up the uh, – I cuffed the 
the ankles of the pants and I didn't wear socks and I wore my dress shoes and I wore a, uh, my white Henley, this sweater thing and a, uh, like a straw hat kind of thing, <laughs> something hat. that like Jason Mraz would wear. Uh, and it's, I it, dubbed myself Jameson. <laughs> I was Jameson. Okay. I like that. Were you drinking tw- Jameson ja- all through? The I was drinking or? Jameson. I was, <laughs> my name was Jameson. I was 26 years young, gluten and attitude free. Uh, <laughs> I work for a uh, tech startup that specializes in apps for fetuses ages negative <laughs> nine to zero months. And, uh, <laughs> oh, shoot, dude. I, I love so how I, like that, that's like a parody of, um, it's like a parody of, of like a, a ki- I mean, I don't know if that's like a fashion trend or I guess a type of person, but I, f- I feel like that. I mean, that yeah, they're of- almost like hippies at this point. Right. I mean, it's almost yeah. like a, a subculture. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny how like Halloween costumes like it is acceptable to like go to a, you know be like oh I'm a hipster you know yeah I'm sure I'm sure it is you know and, and like I mean it's just funny you have your own takes on it and it's like you play that character and I feel like that's always like the joy of Halloween. Oh I know it's character. it's you know you get to act without yeah, yeah. cameras in front of you which is nice yeah but. so shit I, yeah I was a uh, I was Finn for Halloween from Adventure Time that's right and that's it, right yeah dude I was rocking that costume last year but I didn't get like showed off to any like parties I, I didn't go to like any parties last year so um it was cool to like kind of revisit it I wanted to do Willy Wonka the classic Gene Wilder Willy Wonka that would have been good you could yeah, pull it dude, off I think I think next year I'm gonna do it because you have to definitely plan it out as far as like getting all the because I want to get the right jacket for it and the right hat the top hat for it and you have it, to. It, yeah, it would have been tough to make it all. So I think like kind of going and probably ordering everything online, which is crazy. Like everyone I've talked to, it's like, oh, yeah, I got my costume online. And then some people just throw it together. And I like throwing stuff together, um, you know, just kind of putting a costume together. It kind of it, you get excited, I guess, for even though we're adults, I still feel excited. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, right, though. That is that is one costume you have to do right. You can't yeah. half ass Willy Wonka. Yeah, you rock it once a year, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> But, dude, I think next year we'll have to do Halloween together. Um, we will. It's been too long. I'll bring my Willy Wonka and my, my Wonka factory to you. And uh, and I'll, I'll be uh, Veruca Salt. Veruca Salt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Or you could be the blueberry. The You could just be dressed up in this big berry. Oh, my God. Suit. What's her face? Yeah. I'll probably be Violet. <laughs> fat enough to do that without, like, a fat suit by that time. <laughs> so that'll be good. Oh my God, that's a that's a uh, quite a goal you're setting, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a goal; it's just a fact of life, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, fuck, man, it seems like I, I'm just happy that we're we're talking on the airwaves again. And uh, as dude, am this, I. This week's kind of an interesting one. We're doing was it top five? Kind of like uh, if we had, I, I think we premised this with if we had a time machine. And we where would, would we go? Yeah, where would we go? What time periods? And I guess what kind of like notable events you would see. Um, right. So, yeah, dude, let's start it off. Joey, what is your, I guess, number five? Uh, number five. I would go to ancient Egypt. Um, as a kid, I was equally fascinated and terrified by, <laughs> you know, ancient Egypt history, mythology, you know, pyramids, mummies, booby trap tombs. It's It's spooky. But it also has, you know, biblical ties and it felt like something out of Indiana Jones. And I think it would be amazing to explore this time period um, and to see how these people actually lived. You know, instead of having these myths in my head and like 
this fictional idea of what how they acted. They were human beings. Yeah. And I would like to see the humanity beneath the the quote unquote ghost story. I mean, oh, but yeah. could you could you imagine living in that time with with the dress, the headdresses, and and the pyramids? And, you know, I mean, I know the pyramids are still around, but I mean, yeah, the pyramids as new things and painted and kept up. You know, I think I think it'd be amazing. Yeah, just but. being a witness to that those you know historical monuments and just the creation of those things. And no matter how how you know interesting the time is, as far as you know, like the the social. Um, I guess uh, pyramid, you know, in a way, and how you know they had great kings and you know people ruling in those areas and had control over you know slaves and and all sorts of things. But again, the the just the sheer, I don't know, man. It's just unbelievable just just to think of like how how you know how can a person how can a, a man a woman um, create these types of things? You know, it makes us think we are. And I don't want to say this as cheesy as possible, but you know how small we are in the world. And oh, it's very true. You know, yeah. Just imagine creating a, such a huge feat like that in somewhere in, in this in this world. And well, like, I mean, yeah. could you imagine? Okay, you're a pharaoh, and by definition, you are seen upon as a god. And then you say, "I'm going to build these monuments myself." These monuments had to have taken how many years to complete? You were probably dead. You know, by the time they were just laying the fucking groundwork. Yeah, they they built things. you a tomb, right? You know, they built you a tomb into the, those periods. Yeah, that was uh, your whole, minutes. that was your legacy. Um, yeah. We're going to start construction on the thing that I'm going to be in when I die. Like, that's <laughs> it. Um, I don't know. It's it's crazy. Um, I just watched, what was that movie? Uh, Exodus, Gods and Kings. Oh, it was, I have not, not seen it. It was not good. Um, <laughs> Christian Bale, right? Right? <laughs> Christian Bale and Joel Edgerton. Yes. Joel Edgerton was the pharaoh. The pharaoh. And it, oddly enough, um, John Turturro was the father. So he was the original pharaoh who dies. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> but not not an Egyptian in the fucking cast. Not an African nothing. You know, it's all white English actors. Um, but even still, it's you know, it's not a well made movie, and it doesn't really say anything that we haven't heard about that particular story before. Yeah. Um, but I still just kind of wanted to see that time period brought to life, you know? Um, so, you know, kind of, I, I don't yeah. know. I was always fascinated by that as a kid. Like I always loved looking through picture history books and, and things. Um, yeah, dude. It's but it would like, give me nightmares. It would freak me <laughs> out, dude. Yeah. Cause you think about like, uh, you know, when they prepare mummies and shit and Oh, the embalming, the embalming oh, and like you hear about that and it's like, wow, they actually yeah. really did that. And it's like, yeah, we're going to swizzle the brain around through the nose and drain yeah. it. And like ugh. all in preparation just, you know, for, for the afterlife and death. Yeah. And only to be rediscovered in the 1920s. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that's, that's cool, man. I, I, uh, I, I would totally, I mean, I, I don't have it on my list, but I would totally, you know, I would definitely want to travel to a time period like that. And I'll and take I, you with you. I'll, I'll take you with me on mine. Be, definitely so. be observer. I don't know if I would be able to live <laughs> in those types of conditions and, 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 you know, just the, the way, uh, everything socially is, I don't know. You know, it's, it's interesting. I, that's why I feel like with this top five, I feel it's like, if you were traveling to these places, like almost like a, as an observer, you're just kind of, you know, viewing, um, what's happening in front of you and you know no matter how long of a span in that time time period or era um, but if you had a time machine you can go from the beginning of their civilization to you know however long so i mean 
That's that's a cool choice, dude, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's interesting what you touch on right there. If you're not white and you go back further than, say, 1960 or 1970, you're probably not going to enjoy it that much. I mean, at least <laughs> at least in America, yeah, you know, yeah. um, which is sad, you know, that people have only started to become accepting and open their minds in the past 50 you know, oh, yeah. almost 60 yeah. years. It's it's unacceptable. But thank God we're turning around. Anyway, that's my, <laughs> my social criticism for the day. Um, Sean, <laughs> what is your number five? Where would you go? Where would you speed off to at 88 miles per hour? Uh, man, I would go many places in this, I guess, time period. But I would say probably like New York in the 1920s and just how Ooh. that would be. And, you know, like the 1920s, again, some, uh, you know, a, a topic, a era that, you know, we kind of studied upon in, in school. And I just found it fascinating um, just, you know, reading about, you know, the Prohibition era and just, you know, the birth of speakeasies and how, you know, that whole, uh, you know, the counterculture of, of, you know, alcohol and how it, you know, numbed our, our country pretty much and, and how it changed and, you know, spawned so many different, uh, you know, uh, speakeasies it's, it's unbelievable man I, I really like that it is it, that that arrow and it, it just um i don't know it's it's, it's kind of crazy i mean as far as how they lived and and then the music of course like i always oh yeah on. i think most of my top fives right now too have something to do with music in it so it was the you know the the jazz era you know with duke ellington um you know louis armstrong fat smaller yeah. like all those all those oh, yeah. heavy hitters you know with the, the jazz and you know, that's where, you know, the big bands were coming from. Um, and then it started to spawn off these different scenes, music scenes for, for, of course, the jazz movement. So, yeah, dude, I think as far as music, it would be really cool to travel there and sit down and, you know, and maybe sit down in a speakeasy and <laughs> listen to some jazz. <laughs> so, uh, we'll be know. pretty boring anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think being in that time and the, and the, the look and the fashion and, and just the class, I guess, of the 20s. Very class. Very yeah, so class. I think that's what attracted me to it, and that's why I probably travel to that that time era. And, but nice. Mostly New York, but, you know, again, a lot of these places, it would be some of them mostly in America, I guess, and, you know, like maybe in imagining what San Francisco or L.A. would be like in the 20s, you know. And, you know it's oh, like yeah. Where I'm at right now, like imagine that if I traveled back in the same spot, you know, what would be happening, so... Um, yeah, that's that's my top five right there. It's an excellent um, five. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. It makes me want to like start throwing on a like a jazz record or something right now. <laughs> <laughs> I threw on some some jazz uh, today at work. Uh, oh, at work, nice. Ben Ben Webster and Coleman Hawkins. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Look that up. It's so yeah. good. It's I, so good. I feel good. like I've heard I've heard of them before, but dude, uh, yeah. Any any music, you know, I just want to try to find something that'll just ease me at the end of the day so well this one it's them playing together and it's unbelievable awesome prisoner of love is so good prisoner of love yeah (laughs) 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 oh man that sounds awesome cool dude well shit we are on our top fours uh number four number four what is your number four joey number four um okay most people would argue that the Bible is the greatest story ever told. I would counter that argument in saying that it's the American Revolutionary War. Um, 
or at the very least, it's the greatest underdog story of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, while American history is rife with contradictions, short-sightedness, tragedy, on a purely superficial story level, the American Revolution gets almost everything right about the human spirit. You know, as long yeah. as you don't, you know, linger too long on the plight of Native Americans or African Americans or <laughs> the hypocrisy of all men were created equal. Yeah. It's a story of a working class army totally outmatched, totally outgunned by the Royal British Army, um, who should have won. By all accounts, they should have won. They were, they had, you know, numbers were on their side. Yeah. And yet, with a little help from the French, uh, we overcame the British Army. The frogs. And I don't know, there's just, I've always been fascinated with the Revolutionary War. I just, like I said, I think it's the greatest story um, in modern history. Um, yeah despite all the all the bullshit but yeah. like how amazing would that be to be in Boston during oh the Boston Tea Party or you know hear George Washington take the oath of of office um yeah yeah you know i mean it would have been a brutal time but i think there's something intrinsically romantic about it yeah and i'm i'm just fascinated by it i think you know it would be a hard time to live in uh, same with ancient Egypt. Like no one would really want to live in that time, mm-hmm. but if I could get a peek behind the curtain, oh my god! Yeah. Um, I don't know I'll, about you, but like when I watch like a documentary, and they have like reenactments. Yes. And and I just there's something there's a part of my brain going that's not correct that that you know like that's not authentic enough. I want yeah. <laughs> I want to be there. I want to see the real real thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. The Revolutionary War, I think it's great. Go watch The Patriot with Mel Gibson. That'll tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> and Heath Ledger is in that. Keep oh, my. That. Dude. Yeah. Spoilers. But when Heath Ledger gets killed <laughs> and Mel Gibson has his little breakdown and his lips are trembling, fuck, it gets me every fucking time. That is yes. probably the greatest reaction to a death in a movie that I've ever seen. Like, it's so real, and it, it's such a raw, very, you know. Very emotional. So yeah, good. That's the reenactment thing you're, you're saying, Joe. Like, it's funny. I, I think they do those those reenactments. Like, they actually have a – it's almost like a showcase thing you can go do. I'm sure. Oh, probably, yeah. Probably out not anywhere near here. Well, you never know, actually. They might. You know, I think I saw some at uh, – I want to say the Presidio of Monterey. Oh, and but more yeah. like that's like Civil War type shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's, Those, that'd be interesting to see something like yeah, that. That'd be interesting. Too. What, what if we just did that? We just, you know, like, okay, we're just going to go out to <laughs> one of these. We'll podcast Who, and say our reactions on like how authentic <laughs> Who the uh, fuck went, hey, I got an idea. <laughs> you know, all that fucking tragedy and blood that we just went through. Let's, let's do it again without the killing. But we'll still pretend to be dead. How's that sound? Like, what? <laughs> Why are you doing that? I wonder how many people freaking pay to go see those things. Probably a lot of people. I'm sure. No one's invited. We're doing this for us. It's like a touristy thing, right? Yeah. It doing. might be. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just know that they do it. And, you know, I'm confounded by Southern logic. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude. But yeah, that, that'd be an interesting time. Time. Uh, it's funny. I was playing. Um, 
it's not my favorite out of the series, but the uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. Um, mm. They do the whole um, uh, Revolutionary War, and I played um, that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's funny because it's like you can, you can, you definitely. Um, I mean, there are there are characters that are on both sides, but it's funny, uh, kind of taking a stand against the British. And <laughs> you know, I like playing as the as a Native American. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that and that, I think that was a cool um, concept that they were going for with the character and and kind of that um, you know ch- not choosing sides but also representing those both sides, I guess. And um, totally, yeah, that that's the closest I could say that I could get to being that in that era. So, but I mean, yeah, that'll be a, a very you know interesting period to just again peek you know peek the curtain kind of just view and and see how it all went down. So yeah, crazy. Dude. All right, Shawnee. What is your number four, sir? Uh, my number four, this is kind of, I guess, would be the era as a whole in two places, uh, Britain and America, the USA. Oh. This is uh, the 1970s. Um, this is the punk era. Um, oh. So that, I just, I mean, there, there are so many bands. Um, I, I would, I mean, The Clash, Sex Pistols, Ramones in America, um, oh, yeah. And and just I mean just tons of bands that um, some of them aren't here with us today um, that I would love to go see live and I think that would be I guess another top five in itself would be like top five bands oh, that are not that here. would be a great top five yeah that you would you would love to see and so you know some of those bands that I named um, just in that time it was just like the birth of this of this movement of the punker of you know not giving a fuck about anything and and playing music and, and just connecting with people and that time period, just, you know, like that connection, um, even just listening to live records and some of the records, you know, they made those connections with the, the music, no matter if, if they knew that they were going, if any of these bands were going to be, you know, as big or as popular as they are even today. Um, but you know, it's just such a, um, influential time period, I guess, with the people of, of both, America, but of course, you know, England and that's, you know, my dad's from England and, you know, he's, he was part of that time and he grew up in that time and, and, you know, he, it was a social movement for him. So it was, it was, it's, it's definitely a, a, a place I would travel and peek the curtain on. Fuck. Um, that would be really cool. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, dude. And I mean, like seeing the first time the clash played, you know, like the first couple gigs, I mean, that would be amazing to see. And, and then, you know, to fast forward into, you know, after kind of after the seventies and kind of going into the eighties, you know, like the new wave music and how yeah, you know, dying down from the punk era and, and that that time. So yeah, dude. I mean, I can. There's so many other bands I can name off. I think it's for me, it's a musical thing. I think I would time travel just to go see some bands in that era. Um, but yeah, dude, freaking Ramones, like CBGBs, dude. Like oh freaking, my god, ah, Blondie man. and Television. Yeah. Oh and, my god. Oh There's my god. So many, so many uh, good bands, and I know that's like our taste of music. You know, like we love that type of music, and you know, it's close to us as far as you know us as musicians, as 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 people too. You know, like you know that shit matters, man. <laughs> it does. <laughs> you, I mean, yeah. you saying that reminds me so strongly of End of the Century, the story of the Ramones. Yeah. Um, cause I mean, they covered the CBGB aspects of it, but then when they go across the pond to England and they play on 4th of July and, uh, the clash and the sex Pistols snuck into the show backstage and got to see yeah. and got to meet the Ramones and Johnny <laughs> Ramone pissed in their beer. 
um, but just how many bands started up after that and how influential and inspiring they were. Um, and it's still felt today, you know, (laughs) it's amazing. That's a really good, that's a really good, uh, number four. Yeah. I, I think it might move up because I've, I feel like I have a strong connection with that one. Um, that's a good one. So if we, if we do like a, a redemption round on one of these podcasts. I'll definitely change that one up. Because I'm looking at, at it, I'm like, wow, you know what? I might, you know, I might shift that one up. So, but you that know, our, our top five always change. They, they morph. And, but in this time in November 2015, that is how <laughs> I'm feeling right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Right Alrighty, on. man. So here, top threes. We move on to the top, top threes. We're flying through these. I like it. I like I the like speed. It, we're, we're like punk rockers, <laughs> man. Um, all right, number three, I would go to the Wild Wild West, man. Why? How couldn't you want to go to the Wild Wild West? Uh, Wild Wild and I'm West. not talking. I'm not talking Kevin Klein and Will Smith. <laughs> fuck that. I'm Wild talking Wild Outlaws, Gunslingers, Saloons. Oh, fuck. You know, it was basically Star Wars on planet Earth. You know, <laughs> um, so many legends, so many myths. You know, just I don't know, like. You, you look at daguerreotypes from that time period and people posing for pictures and their eyes are all wide and they're not smiling and it's terrifying. Um, I still like if I'm, you know, trying to get to sleep and I'm by myself and the lights are off and for whatever reason, my mind flashes a daguerreotype, I freak out and I got to like <laughs> turn on the TV and, um, you know, especially like you ever seen that picture of Billy the Kid, the only known Billy the Kid photo? And it's no, I haven't seen it. Oh my god, it's like kind of torn and worn, and you know, so there's parts of the image are gone. Yeah, and it's it's rough, and it's like, and he just looks fucked up, and you're just like, oh my god, and um, (laughs) I don't know. There's just I would love. It's another one where I would want to see the the real and the authentic side rather than what we've been fed in movies and yeah. other things, you know, I just, yeah. it's endlessly fascinating because it was lawless and it, you know, the wow, wow, West was only wow, wow, wow for <laughs> a couple years. You know, it was only like maybe a five or six year period, yeah. but during those five or six years, they have, they've, they've accrued enough stories to make it feel like almost a century you know, oh, wow. it's, it's fascinating. I I'm in love with it. I think it's so cool. Oh yeah, man. And that, that's the funny thing. Like, you know, relating it back to films, like, you know, what we know of the wild West through books and then also films and how they're depicted. And then actually yeah. like, th- you know, you know, being there, uh, it, it's, it's like another thing to experience, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, dude, that sounds freaking awesome. I, Gunslingers, outlaws, and saloons and saloons yes and just like nothing out there pretty much just small establishments and towns um well that was i mean kind of like um you know where we got married up in sonora you know it was a small gold mining town and i feel like those kind of kinds of towns really retain their history and um and celebrate it and it's it's always kind of crazy to see the evolution of what those those startup towns became and yeah yeah you know it's much different than a city 
so much different than a city. And I don't know, you can really see how life kind of divides and, and, you know, Oh, you know, these people do that and these people do that. And if you live here, you kind of do this. And if you live there, you kind of do that. And it's, it's fascinating. It really is fascinating. Reminds me of, uh, walking dead and how they have like their little, they meet little, uh, units and towns of people. So, (laughs) I mean, I've never seen walking dead. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. It's a pretty good show. You got to definitely go on that. I know this is like a side, side note. (laughs) No, I was was thinking like the, the towns and, you know, like, um, small knit groups of people, you know, like living, living in the same area. So it's, it's amazing to think, you know, now we have cities and, and counties and, you know, like, you know, masses of people doing yeah. things every day. But we still have those areas of, including California, you know, where we live, that are, you know, still celebrated or, or still have that. Because, the, I mean, we have a lot of land out in California. And, and, you quite know, a bit. I'm, sh- I'm sure. Oh, yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure elsewhere in the United States and, you know, um, you know, like the just having just nothing i mean it's just open civilized you know it's open areas nothing i don't know what's the best word openness i guess or isolation you know away from from the city life and yeah i I, I don't know if i don't know if i would be able to live in an area like that but i would love to freaking just be there to to see some of those notable characters and and uh yeah dude if i was gonna go back in that time i would be a blacksmith Ooh, I would make uh, maybe some some good, decent knives (laughs) and maybe 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 a gunsmith. Maybe I'll learn about guns. (laughs) We'll see. Something to protect myself, I would say, if I was back in that day. I'd want to be a bounty hunter. Ooh, bounty hunter. Yeah, I think we don't think I'm cut out for it, but that's what I would want to (laughs) be. You never know, dude. They'd be, they'd be like, tra- no, you don't qualify. You can't be a bounty hunter. <laughs> but, please. <laughs> but please. I traveled all the way back from 2015. I just want to be a bounty hunter. And I got a gun. <laughs> I got a gun, motherfucker. <laughs> it's my gat. It's uh, fully loaded. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, dude. That, that's like, that's a cool cool little choice. I think because I, I'm so in love with like, the Western movies and, and spaghetti Westerns and stuff. So. Um, you always fantasize about like, man, I used to be, a, I wish I could be a gunslinger or in that time period and, you know, go to saloons and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> and whatnot. And whatnot. <laughs> but that, yeah, that's um, a good, that's a good one, dude. I, I really like that, like that choice. And fun, yeah, man. the list, this list was fairly easy. It was kind of like, you know, first, first thought into my head. It was like, oh, I would want to do that. Oh, I would, yeah. you know. And it's also like sometimes like fantasies, you know what I mean? Like, man, I always want exactly, to be yeah. a cowboy, you know, I want to go to that time or, you know, like for me, it's like, you know, I, I want to see that band, but I, you know, I can't. So like, why not at a time machine? I would go back. <laughs> so I feel you. But um, I guess this brings me to my third one. Um, I'm it still does. On, I'm still on the music tip right now. Uh, the music tip. Um, so this is going to be, uh, I would say the 60s. And oh, yeah. I would pick, I mean, there's so much that happened in the 60s, but I would love to go and experience, uh, no matter how dirty, no matter how acid, trippy, no matter how how crazy of an event this was, but uh, Woodstock in 1969. Oh, good. You did not say Um, what I thought you were going to say, but that is a 
better call oh. than what I was going to say. But uh, it'd be Woodstock, and of course, I mean, there's all the bands in the in that era, you know, that were celebrated. Hendrix, you know, Grateful Dead, um, you know, Ten Years. I mean, just just all these different bands that are are so influential in that time period. The Beatles. I know, and that's what I was gonna. I, that's the tough part about this <laughs> top five, dude. I was like, I, I can't really pick like one event, uh, so I I, I kind of like wanted to list, I guess, a couple of of um of things i wanted to do so i I guess woodstock and of course seeing and experiencing the beatles uh the beatles experience so that would uh, be fucking amazing both in england i think like traveling to england and seeing that and then the whole um you know beatlemania in in the usa and seeing that unfold so be tight yeah man so i mean woodstock the music the 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 uh, social um, change in that time, you know, the hippie era, um, peace and freedom, the war, you know, how that affected people. And, yeah, um, you know, that was that was a, such a big part. And I think of, you know, as far as the music and and the social and political change, you know, it was the war that fueled a lot of this, a lot of these people to to create these bands and speak out. And and the Beatles. Yeah, man, the fucking Beatles are so influential. I mean, I just have to say the Beatles and I can't, you know, I don't have to say anything else, man. There's there's such a huge influence on, on music today and, and damn it. And and then, you know, for, I guess for a recording, um, you know, guy, you know, as, as far as the technology in that time, you know, they, the Beatles and George Martin as the producer, they've created such, um, you know, so many big, uh, movements in the, in the recording industry, including the, the technology, you know, multi-track recordings and yeah, and so music, you know, as as a medium was changing too, and you know that's that's what's interesting about you know some of these time periods. I I kind of a lot of the time periods I've, I've mentioned so far have been kind of in the last like say fifty, you know, odd years or sixty years. So it's you know it's definitely, um, I think just in our in our lifetime we know about these you know we read about these things, um, in our history and and it's just like I I would love to go and experience that you know. And, in one instance so fuck Beatles dude imagine getting oh man imagine like you know we look through our record collections and, and you see the you know the some of the Beatles records you have and you're just like what if I got this record when it came out like, when oh it was wouldn't that be first, amazing when it first released fresh from your ears and some some part of me wishes if I time traveled to that time I would not know you know I would that would be the first time I'm listening to that band like I wish it would erase your memory of that that would be uh, so cool. Yeah, and just imagine, you know, experiencing that band for the first time. So, um, 60s all the way, dude. Um, peace, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you are the quintessential flower child. <laughs> flower. <laughs> well, right on, man. Well, that was a very good number three. That brings us to number two. And it's, a, it's I want to say, our only repeat on the list so far. Okay. But I would do 1920s San Francisco, Prohibition San Francisco. Um, as as you know, as um, I think we've been chronicling with the listeners, uh, I've been working on a script f- about Prohibition f- for the last uh, over a year now. Basically about you and me um, <laughs> and our friendship uh, set in Prohibition San Francisco. And I've done so much research on uh it's the only script i've ever really done research for and yeah 
it's just such a fascinating time. I've bought, you know, books on the subject and watched documentaries. And like you said, you know, I don't have much more to add, but just class, the music, um, and, you know, like how cool it is that like you would knock on a door and say a password and they would let you in and it was all hush hush. And, you know, it's just, there's something really kind of innocent and fun about that. Um, it's just really cool. <laughs> that's cool. So, Joe. I'm, that that scripture writing, dude. Um, I got a. I I got the the. You sent me the latest draft, so I'm really excited to read it. Yeah. So I mean, Let's I think how. when we began this podcast, I was doing. I was working on draft two. Oh, um, okay. I just finished draft seven, um, and that's it's the draft where I finally feel it is ready to send out to um, festivals and stuff. So I've been sending it out, and we will. We'll find out if other people think it's good enough. So hell yeah, dude! You know, but I'm you know finally be, kind of done. <laughs> you so. know, it'd be really interesting. What if we had a um, like a live read? Like you choose a scene. From, oh my god, uh, that'd be kind of cool, dude. We should do that. That would be cool segment. Like maybe how you how you thought of the scene and and what you researched in that scene. Um, dude, I'd be I'd be down to do that. That'd be really cool. That'd but be I, fun. I would I would love to hear like what, you know, how you kind of created that scene, like what from your, from your life and, and our, I guess our experiences. And then also from the prohibition area, like how you pulled from those um, different sources to kind of create, you know, the characters and scenes you were creating in the script. So I think that'd be cool, dude. (laughs) I would love that actually. And I mean, I love talking about myself and my work (laughs) and so it would feed my ego just, just fine. So, (laughs) Whatever you want to do that, I'm down. I'm down, dude. I see I've never done like a table read type of thing. Like I've I've heard about, you know, I've worked with people who do that. Um, but dude, I'm I would be just really cool just to like just hear how the going from the paper to the voice and kind of, you know, the acting you know, the acting starts to come into it. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, just trying to f- kind of see how that would play as you read it and as you kind of li- you know, how, as other people listen to it. So yeah, I've only been involved in two readings. One was during um, college in script writing class, and it was mortifying because it was a pilot that I was the showrunner for, and I yeah. got kind of um, I lost control of the pilot, and it wasn't up to standard, and it was supposed to be funny, but no one laughed, and it was mortifying. And then just recently, I think I mentioned like last episode um, that Cinequest had me out. To, to read a couple yeah. scenes from Red Valley. And that was interesting um, because I had actors who got to read oh, the cool. lines. and But we were all standing up, and there was yeah. only one microphone, and we were in the back of a, uh, of a restaurant. And so it was a little awkward, and you couldn't hear everything, but it was fun. It was a really good experience, and it was really interesting to hear what people brought and um, – in tone, you know, with, with brought their own take on the lines. And, you know, the, the one actor was talking about their character and he's like, yeah, you know, I really like him. I, I think he does this and I think he's like this. And, and I was like, wow, I would never have, you know, put that together before, but I'm glad you picked it up. You know, <laughs> um, it was really cool. But so anytime, anytime you want to do a reading, I'm down. Dude, I, it would be really cool. Cause um, I'm already picturing and hearing this as far as like, I'd be even down to put like sound effects on it, like a little. Oh my god, that'd be cool! I mean, it's almost like a 
I'm even thinking like this would be kind of cool if if your if your script becomes like an audiobook type of thing where it, oh it's like, that'd be tight you know all all audible I guess and you know you I, I don't know if you would narrate it um, through yeah. um, or if, or if you kind of create the scene and we just use you know sound um, and sound design as like a way of telling the story I guess that'd be really cool I actually would be down to do that Joe I think we should do that like a little oh my I would like love to do that. And, um, yeah, get people interested in your, in your, in your story. And I know it's in the, in the development stages. So, um, and I mean, just can't imagine if it turned into a real film, dude. So it would be amazing. I'm, um, so, you know, Danny Rodriguez, our audiences now know Danny Rodriguez. Yes. Um, our episode. Yeah. I, I shared the script with him and he really liked it. And, um, we're talking we're it's still you know in the very early early stages of it but we're talking about turning the script into a comic book or a graphic novel oh and yeah. um and i get i get really grand ideas i'm like oh we could do a, you know the covers like these old movie posters and we could do this we could do that and yeah i was scaling it down and i was like well, we could maybe just do like the first scene let's let's have the first scene drawn out yeah, and I'll I'll spend the money. I'll get it printed, and um, we can take it around to cons and oh, try to get yeah. picked up by you know a, a publisher or something. And then I was like, and it's in the twenties, and jazz is a big part of the script. I would love to have Sean Day either <laughs> curate a soundtrack or create your own take on that era of music oh my god and then have like a, a cd with the comic book Ooh, like how cool would that be that's that's a cool idea dude jazz jazz is definitely something like a, a type of music i want to to learn more about and as far as my playing as a, as a musician um dude i would love to help i mean that that's really cool dude i think i think seeing those those goals and seeing that project come to life i think we can do it man i, I believe we can you know, we have, I think so. We have the talent and and the um and the the passion to 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 get that done. So, dude, I I I'm already thinking. Should I start? Writing <laughs> right now yes, you? yes. So, right oh, on, man. man. I'm getting really excited for for what's to come because I I feel like I, I I definitely want to do a project um with you guys and. Um, Me too, it, man. I know. It's, I'm. It's, you know, the the wedding stuff is finally calming down and. <laughs> I just I want to create again, um, you know. And I just finished this this script, and now I'm working on. Um, I had you know two ideas. One was like a dark comedy. One was like a, a horror film. And I'm kind of like you know what? No, I'm going to go a little smart, uh, smaller. And I'm working on like a, a pilot for like a sitcom. But uh, you know, more than just writing, I just like you said, a project to work with you on. I think it'd be amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Let's do Let's it to do it. it. Oh fuck, dude. Oh my gosh. I'm excited now. I, totally I am excited too. I totally forgot we're doing this list right now. <laughs> we are doing I, this and we are on number talking. two, Shawnee. Yeah, number two. Oh man. Uh so I actually picked like an actual day and time, I guess, for this one. So it's um May 25th, 1977. This is the premiere of Star Wars A New Hope. Oh, dude. And I just, I guess in the light of all Star Wars, um, and we're, I guess we're, I, we haven't, I don't think our audience knows, we're actually going to see Star Wars 
together in Monterey at the IMAX theater. Uh, the seventeenth, right? It's the day before. Yeah, that's um, seven o'clock. I got a seven o'clock se- showing. Seven o'clock. So we're gonna actually try to do a podcast um, before, I guess, and after. The yeah. Because uh, I sure we can both say that we are huge Star Wars fans, and it's been a huge part of our lives growing up. I'm so excited. Um, obviously, influencing other movies in sci-fi and sci-fi and the space genre, and I mean, what what else is there to say about Star Wars, man? If you haven't seen it, you got to get on that because <laughs> it is it is such a good story, especially for um, you know for the being able to travel in time and go see the first movie. You know, imagine and again, imagine not seeing it ever. You know, and right and erasing there, your. Me- experiencing yeah. it for the first time and you know everyone's reaction to it and then of course the project uh projection of the rest of the movies to come and you know how it's amazing you know it's the biggest franchise out there as far as the you know entertainment lucasfilm and now under disney um it's just uh yeah man i mean it would be unbelievable just to to dive back into that the beginning of that story that era and that franchise um, but yeah, dude, it just makes me m- even more excited to see <laughs> the Force Awakens in December. So it's going to be amazing. Oh it's going to be I so s- good. I saw Spectre last night. Um, Did you? How was that? I've uh, been reading mixed reviews, so I haven't. I've stayed away. It it was it was good. Okay, it's not as good as Skyfall. I think Skyfall was probably the peak of Daniel Craig and and the the James Bond. Um, I guess uh, collection that they had for for that uh, for Daniel Craig's James Bond, yeah. Um, but you know, I I enjoyed it. It was really good. I I didn't feel as um, as uh, resolved, I guess, with the villain and and maybe that's uh, what I've been hearing. Yeah, Christoph Waltz didn't didn't come off as you know he's supposed to be the head of Spectre. You know, this organization that a lot of you know the previous movies have been kind of leading to. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, it was a really good, you know, it's, if you're looking for an espionage James Bond film, it's definitely still has the ladies and the, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the cars and the ode to, um, some of those James Bond, uh, you know, feats and, and just the license to kill pretty much. But I don't know, really thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it was a, um, quite an amazing film and, um, kind of interesting to see where the James Bond genre is going to go in the, the next uh, I guess whoever's gonna take the mantle for for Daniel Craig. Well, but, uh, fuck it. Have you heard him in interviews lately? Yeah, yeah, I have. He's like, I'd rather slip my wrist than play James Bond again. I don't know why I made him Cockney, but <laughs> it's kind of like, being... yeah, yeah. It's you know, count your blessings, dude. Like you know, no one really knew you before that, and he hasn't really done anything in between the Bond films that of note. You know, yeah, yeah. I I think it's it might maybe it's from the perspective of like being you know cut down on a on a contract and maybe it you know it's it's it, especially for his age you know it's I think he I don't know if if he's saying he can keep up with that that work yeah or, um but also yeah maybe maybe he's interested in other projects or whatnot but I have thoroughly enjoyed Daniel Craig um throughout he's his, amazing the series um. Just just because they, you know, they're bringing kind of this, you know, especially with Skyfall and, and a little bit actually into Spectre, they kind of do touch a little bit more on James Bond's past history with his family and him being an orphan. And, and um, yeah, you just get more of that, you know, that realism. In the, you just feel for, for James Bond. 
James Bond, the person. The person, yes. That that should be a super <laughs> like a a cut, a super cut of that, like a trailer or something. <laughs> yeah, like put it in a different genre. But anyways, I, I kinda, bleed too. <laughs> I bleed too. Uh, I can. I kind of went on a tangent there, but I saw Spectre last night. But uh, uh, before, you know, obviously I, I saw an IMAX, so they have like a gajillion trailers in the front of it. Uh, you know, they they do like the regular standard def, and then the IMAX trailers. And dude, when Star Wars: The Force Awakens came on, I think it was like the second trailer they released, like the latest. Oh one. my god. Dude, I was it was laughing because I was looking at Tara and I was like, look at my hands, and my hands were like drenched in sweat, <laughs> and I was just like, and I I just I was just like holding my seat. I just like I I don't I never really get that feeling a lot with some films. Some of them are you know obviously films that are from our past and that come back or maybe they're you know obviously um, some of these franchises that are coming back that are dear to us. I, I feel like, you know, with Star Wars, it's such a huge thing, you know, for oh, me, I guess in our, in our lifetime. And I, I guess for, for, um, culture and I guess, you know, like previous generations and new generations. Um, but dude, I was just, I was just such, I was in such awe. I was just, I'm just getting really excited and I don't, I want to stay in that mystery as far as, you know, I've read a little bit about the film and, and what it, you know, generally, generally will be about as far as the characters. Um, but I'm, I just want it to be shrouded in mystery. I want to be surprised on that night when we go see it. And yeah. Come out, come out of the theater feeling, you know, like what, how movies should be making me feel. And that's, that's my best hope for, for the new Star Wars film. I would argue that what the Bible is to books Star Wars is to movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. got that type of like. This movie movie. can change the world. Yeah. People believe in it. You know, a a dude was, was dying and his wish was to see a rough cut of this fucking movie. You know, like that's how much it means to people. It's, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And just seeing all the uh, Star Wars costumes during Halloween was making me. Oh man. Oh man. I'm just, I'm just really excited because it's you know it's continuing a story you know we want to know what's going to happen um you know how they're going to continue this the story in the franchise and and um yeah and what's next for you know what star wars is going to be and then you know it's 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 the generational thing you know these the next generation is going to see these stories come to life and i'm glad i got to experience the you know i wasn't there for it and that's why i wish i could time travel to the, to the <laughs> premiere and how everyone was buzzing off that whole, you know, the whole Star Wars uh, premiere and, and then how it continued to influence and influence after the fact. Um, and I all mean, of George Lucas's contemporaries told him it was going to flop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steven Spielberg was the only one who was like, you're going to make a million dollars. He's oh. like, you are going to make so much fucking money off this movie. That's just, it's crazy to think, right? You know? Yeah. How much, and it, it's 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 nuts to you know it's like you you don't want to think about like the money part of it you know and how much money it's making. Uh, oh, dude, how much that has that movie already made? I know it's it's nuts. Like the the you know they they did the whole uh, pre order um, you know for the tickets buy your tickets early. Once they drop that that trailer, and it's just like all right here guys you know get ready yep. for this. So, oh, dude, I was on it. I was on Fandango. I was, like, signing up for, like, the VIP. I was like, all right, get me these fucking <laughs> tickets, man. 
Dude, so I'm I'm actually gonna be re- I'm really happy to go see it with you, man, because uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's we so saw sh- episode two together. Yeah, and it, it, I we think probably saw episode one together. I don't know. I think it's just seeing, <laughs> seeing as like childhood friends and and growing up with those movies and and how it's yeah it's how it's definitely shaped us today I guess and and in totally we, you know what we do and God dude I can't wait so what we do a podcast we'll definitely uh you know kind of maybe do a little you know kind of a pre podcast on on our you know our excitement and thoughts about the movie uh, maybe we can even pick our favorite moments out of certain films in the series. Ooh, um, I like that. But you know what? I actually I don't I haven't read as many of the um, books in the Star Wars series, but I know they released a couple books. And I don't know if you heard about this one, uh, Aftermath. Um, I've heard about it. Yeah, it's supposed to be what takes place pretty much after Return of the Jedi and where it goes from there in those years. It's supposed to be pretty much the bridge between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, like where. Um, I guess the everyone new, is and yeah, everyone in the new empire and, and then where, you know, how that evolved. So, um, I have been kind of interested in, in kind of picking up some of the books, maybe even before the movies, just to, just to get that background, I guess, in context. And then I need to buy a PS4 so I can uh, play Battlefront. Battlefront. <laughs> and, uh, I've got that pre-ordered. I'm like on well, the fence, about it. it's like, I, you know, once I get into a video game, I just sink it's a sinkhole, man, and like, do I want to do that? And it's, but Star, it's Star Wars, Wars. dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. It's like, fuck. I get to actually be. I get actually, yeah, do the you know, play with people online in these Star Wars worlds. Well, and I played like, the beta. Oh, how was the beta? Was it good, dude? It was phenomenal. It was great. Phenomenal. It was really great. Um, it was Hoth, and uh, another like uh, like a lava planet. At, I think it's a new planet. Um, and then there was like a level on tattooing. Oh, cool. And it was great. It was really great. But um, I don't know. I got to be a, a TIE fighter and an X-Wing a couple times. And I don't know. It's It was good, but it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't want to get back into video games like I, like I <laughs> have been. But I might shooters. have to. Shooters are definitely the uh, the dawn of a... <laughs> Of just yeah. freaking sitting down and playing a couple hours worth of games. But, yeah, dude, I, I feel like I would probably buy a PS4 for that reason. Um, you probably should. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of games. Actually. <laughs> it's actually a lot of games that dropped. I'm like, fuck, now I wish I had one. Like, Fallout 4 came out. Everyone's playing that right now. Yeah. Uh, fuck, I mean, there's uh, the new Tomb Raider came out. Um, dude, yeah, tons of games, dude. Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah, which I can still play on my PS3. So I'm thinking about it, but I'm like, damn it, if I get a new system, I should wait, just play. Just wait for the PS4 version, man. Yeah. Most beautiful graphics I've ever seen. See how Black Friday um, does. <laughs> one of the most addictive games I've ever played. It, it, it's really great. Oh, yeah. It's really fucking good. I've seen I've seen a lot of gameplay. It looks it looks like, like a lot of fun. So. Well, it was perfect. I was playing... I got Metal Gear, and then the beta came out for, for Battlefront. So, uh, you know, they're two totally different types of games. So I would play for, you know, I'd do a mission on Metal Gear and then I would switch over to Battlefront and I'd play that for like 20 minutes and I'd yeah. do like two or three matches of that and then I'd get tired of that and I'd just jump right back into Metal Gear and then I'd go <laughs> back and forth. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. 
That's awesome, yeah. dude. I gotta, yeah. yeah. I need. I need to. I don't play as game. It's funny. It's like I don't play as games as much, but like there's some pretty cool stuff coming out. So there's some cool stuff. Yeah. Um. um but shit. But yeah, we, well, back to our list. <laughs> back to our list. Number one. Um. Are we? We're yeah. We're on number one. Yeah. Yes, we are. Okay. Um. Just like you. Like you, but different. Um. I would want to go back to 1970s Hollywood. I would want to work with Martin Scorsese. I would want to work with Francis Ford Coppola and Robert Altman and Sidney LeMay and all these interesting, fresh voices in cinema. Yeah. I think it would be amazing. I, I would I would want to be a filmmaker in 1970s Hollywood during the new Hollywood era. Um, there's a book by... Peter Bizkind or Bizkind called uh, Easy Riders Raging Bulls, the era of sex, drugs, and rock and roll in Hollywood or something to that effect. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing the stories that come out of, of that era. It's – that's everything you'd want to be as a filmmaker. And yeah. I don't know. Just And I think the best movies were made in the 1970s, um, hands down. Taxi Driver – is still, I think, like Goodfellas is entertainment value. Nothing touches it. Yeah. But as far as a personal work and experimental to to a certain effect, Taxi Driver is Martin Scorsese's masterpiece. I know most people say Raging Bull. Fuck that. It's <laughs> Taxi Driver. Um, but I don't know. Just to be alive and, and making projects during that time i think would be absolutely incredible uh so 1970s hollywood is my number one um and yeah that's that's where i would go that's what i I would do i like how you you approach that from a like a filmmaker's perspective like you want to work with these people like you want to be in 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 like actually in it like how how we've been saying like kind of peeking behind the curtain like kind of getting a view or observation of the time but imagine, like, yeah, you you really want to go in there and and just see how these movies were made, and I, I think that's really cool, and especially for these, inf- you know, how influential, again, like Scorsese. Dude, and- fuck, just seeing them getting made. I would want to be part of it. A part of it. Yeah. This is like I would I would plant down the time machine, and I'd be like, all right, we're gonna live here for a decade <laughs> until we're going, until we're going uh, fucking what's his name Camino destroys it with heaven's gate we're gonna we're gonna hang out here so that's what i would do (laughs) i like that that. that's a good number one man uh especially knowing you joey you know you know you're a huge scorsese fan and and you know in that that time period that's you know a lot of those movies i feel have influenced you so um yeah definitely i'm I'm sure that that's a great choice great choice for you thank you that is my number one what is your number one Oh, number one time. This is um, well, well. We were born in the '90s, so we were born in the '90s. Imagine going back in time, right now, to the '90s, and just seeing how all that music and the fashion and spiky hair and '90s <laughs> cartoons, Nickelodeon, and oh, Nickelodeon. I think just all the things that you know, and it's of course you know an era that we grew up in, um, and. I just think it would be interesting to go back in time and and see that from you know from you know our age right now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and uh, you know, of course, a lot of historically happened in that time, and then 
musically, you know, some of the bands that influenced us, um, you know, as, 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 uh, as musicians and then films, of course, you know, there's, there's tons of, you know, of that like pop culture, subculture kind of thing um, in the 90s that, you know, definitely, you know, we, we always ponder upon, I feel. And, and yeah, it's the, it's the nostalgia factor of it, I think. So, um, you know, seeing Blink-182 play a couple of gigs, <laughs> you know, like that shit. That'd um, be cool. Nirvana. Uh, Nirvana, like Nintendo 64. And oh, my playing, God, yeah. Playing Goldeneye again um, and just playing it for the first time again, you know? <laughs> so. See, unlike you, I would never want to revisit the the fashions of the 90s. I, I, I'm glad <laughs> that we don't. Oh it's yeah. It's starting to creep back into our culture and it's scaring me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, everything else about the 90s was pretty dope except for hairstyles and fashion. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it I, was I I wouldn't definitely I would definitely not rock the spiky. I had the spiky blonde tips hair. I think you I did. did. Every and, summer. Uh, I would never do that again, but <laughs> I think it'd be funny just to see people, you know, just, you know, doing that whole thing. And, um, I don't know. It'd just be, and then of course, you know, like I'm not a huge, um, uh, basketball fan, but you know, like, you know, obviously Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan and, you know, some of those heavy hitters in the, in the sports, um, even the, even the Niners where we grew up, you know, like, you know, Jerry Rice and and, Joe Montana, uh, Joe Montana. Montana. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. I mean, just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a, um, you know, it obviously is a big part of our lives, you know, establishing us, you know, as, as we grew up as, you know, who we are and like what we listen to and what we want to seek. And oh, definitely. Man. So nineties, nineties all the way, I think for the number one, just nice. because, just because I still love watching, uh, you know, freaking Rocco's modern life. <laughs> and, uh, and uh hey arnold uh hey arnold which, doug uh doug doug funny oh my gosh we'll never Dear get... journal not diary just just love doug just being able to see those shows you know all in one block together and we know, lived that shit, man. Yeah, we lived that shit. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we can find that streaming now, you know. And we didn't. It's like we didn't have that shit in the '90s. Streaming and and the oh, no. the computer was just you know coming out as far as as you know the personal desktop computer and well, and you could only surf like what one web page at a fucking time. Yeah, it, um, it's it's unbelievable, and that only happened you know you know only a couple decades ago. It's just amazing. Um. How, how much of a jump in difference there is now to the social life and, you know, as far as technology and, and then, you know, what's going on in the world itself, um, today. So yeah, nineties dude, freaking, I would just, most of that pop culture stuff, you know, like the video games, the movies, the, the music, um, MTV dude. Yeah. MTV I, wasn't I, bad. The, the end of MTV, I would say, or kind of the close to the end of MTV, but and I, you know, the like, finale of uh, the sitcom era, I would say. Yeah, you know, yeah. like Seinfeld and Frasier, Seinfeld. but Friends really. Oh yeah, Friends. Yeah, dude. Ton, I mean, yeah, tons of shows, and um, yeah, it's 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 interesting how every sort of, I mean, I know it's in the last couple, you know, fifty, sixty odd years, but, um, you know, it's it's amazing how some of these genres still influence the next genre than or the sorry 
next um, eras influence the you know the next coming eras. In right. Themselves. Either Maybe. as either yeah. as an inspiration or a reaction to. Yeah. You know, like oh, we don't want to do that, or ooh, let's do that. And um, that's why history is definitely important, no matter if it has something to do with uh, the people, society, or you know, if it's something that you listen to or whatnot. You know, it's it's all important to to indulge in. And Absolutely. yeah, those, I think those top five lists that we named, I think that's that those are kind of places that, you know, have definitely influenced us and, and you know, obviously made us wonder, I guess it would be the word, you know, being able to to wonder what it would be like to be in the era and to, to live like the people lived. So, yeah, man. I like yeah, that. Brah. Yeah, brah. <laughs> yeah, brah. Yeah, brah. Well, very good. That was a good number one. That was interesting. I would never have, uh, no, would never have pegged that one. But that was a good list. It does now bring us. It does now. It now <laughs> brings us to our um, one cool item that we would like to share. Sex um, effect share time. Shawnee, yes, the sex effect share time. Thank you. I was forgetting. Um, <laughs> do you have something that you'd like to share with our audience today? Uh, yeah. So I've been, um, watching a bunch of shows on Netflix as I'm sure everyone in this world and time and this era do these days, uh, Netflixing and chill as the kids say it these days. (laughs) Are you more Netflixing or more chilling? I think I'm trying to do both. I don't know. Okay. I'm married now, so it's pretty much strictly Netflix. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I, I, I guess I could share, uh, I'm going to share, if you haven't seen it yet, um, please watch, there are two shows, I'm sure everyone's seen it already, because it's already November, but Narcos, you gotta watch Narcos, um, it's about- I've been uh, hearing about that. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? Oh, I haven't God. seen it. Yeah, dude, it's uh, Pablo Escobar, Ooh. Um, and his dealings in Colombia- and his rise, I guess, as a Colombian drug lord, and um, and I think you know what, actually, Joe, I think you would like this because it does have the uh, detective's perspective and how, how this police force was trying to, uh, especially these two detectives, were um, heading the case as far as trying to tie him to all this. Um, and it's just, it's amazing how much you know. I know it's kind of like a depiction of Pablo Escobar. Um, and you know, his life and I guess, you know, his livelihood as a drug dealer. And I mean, this guy was, you know, a very extreme character and no one to mess with. Uh, but it is ridiculous how much money this guy, uh, you know, is with his dealings made and was able to smuggle under the nose of, of, you know, American, um, you know, public and, and detectives and, so uh, you got to watch it, dude. It's really cool because it, it does narrate from the detective's point of view. And um, it's most of it's in, in um, I guess, uh, Spanish or uh, Colombian would be the... Cantonese. Yeah, <laughs> Cantonese. <laughs> the the, the di- dialect um, um, for that, you know, there's subtitles. But most of it kind of goes back and forth between Pablo Escobar's dealings and character development and then also this detective uh, american detective and obviously they're they're dealing with you know the american um justice system is trying to bring justice and bring pablo escobar into america so he can get his you know his full-on penalty because you know obviously 
in Colombia at that time. Um, it was very corrupt and jail life, just like Goodfellas, was uh, kind of a walk in the park. You know, you just kind of get to do whatever <laughs> you want, just stay in jail and, and um, pay off all the guards and stuff. So I think you would like it. it. It actually did remind me a little bit of Goodfellas in that point where the narration um, was going on. And um, yeah, just it's like a character study, you know, definitely um, just showing these characters and how brutal they can be. So Narcos, check it out, dude. You have to watch it. It's amazing. I remember um, you guys talking about it at my bachelor party, and I'm blown away that, like, does the guy who plays Pablo Escobar not look like Paul F. Tompkins? <laughs> like, I was like, that's not Paul F. Tompkins? And it, <laughs> it bums me out that it's not. But yeah, um, yeah, I yeah. definitely do want to check it out. I definitely want to, do want to check that I, out. I think, you, especially if, you, if you're doing, like, detective, detective stories and you, and you love that type of thing. Um, yeah, watch it, dude. It's really good. And it's, it's all on Netflix. You know, you can, you can binge watch it. You can watch it, you know, per night or whenever you're feeling like you want to watch a TV show. Um, and then the second, I guess, TV show I've been watching is Master of None, which is... Oh, Aziz, I watched the uh, pilot to that. Yeah, Aziz Ansari's um, Netflix uh, original show uh, written by him as well. So, dude, uh, how do you feel about it? Did you like it? Uh, yeah, it had a very uh, a Louis... Uh, feel to it but yeah. still Aziz sorry, still that you know uh, kind of optimism that Louis doesn't have you know yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah no I, I enjoyed it um, I was falling asleep at the time but that <laughs> whole bit where you know the, the very opening the condom breaks and they have to go get the plan B and, <laughs> and then at the very end alright well uh, it was nice meeting you okay bye <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, it, it was funny because I was I was kind of nervous because I, I did I do like his stand up. Um, it it is a little bit raunchy, obviously. Um, yeah. But you know, Aziz, I'm sorry. I was kind of, I I didn't want the show to be a reflection of a lot of his, I guess, comedy like his um, stand up, like some of the situations yeah. he talks about. Um, so I was kind of glad to see that it you know it did have a little bit of Aziz Ansari's like, um, humor and I guess kind of that. You know, obviously it's, you know, the, the modern day, uh, type of, you know, relationship stuff. And, um, I, I don't know. I, it felt like it was, it was far away from what his standup was doing, but it was still original to what his humor is. If, if you catch my drift. So I, yeah. I, re- I really like it. And it, I felt, I felt like it, the, ep- each episode, um, like a lot of them are, are very, you know, they're all different in some way. And they, they deal with like his, his parents. Like it's actually funny. Cause I read like his, the parents in the show are actually his real parents. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's a really fun episode. I think it might be the second or third episode. Um, and they talk about like his parents and like his, and um, like, it's kind of cool. It, it's definitely, um, I feel like you can watch it with like your, your, your family or maybe not kids, but like your family and parents, like it does has that, it doesn't have such a huge generational gap, I guess. Right. Um, and it's, and it, yeah, it's a really heartfelt show. I felt like there is some points where, you know, it's like, I, I enjoyed this character, you know, I guess comparing to Louis, you know, obviously he has that, like, you know, that kind of low side to him, but you know, he tries <laughs> to make the best out of his life with his kids like with Aziz, it's like he's always trying to make his day better, I guess. And I kind of like that. I know it's the positive vibe from it, um, but it's not like yeah. you know, his character is trying to like screw over anyone or anything. I don't know if that's going to happen in the series or anything, but, you know, it just feels like it's a good watch. Like it's it's a good observation. Like you're seeing this character unfold. 
but it's funny because you know he plays like a actor in in the in the show as well so it's like it's just funny to see he's like kind of parroting like himself in a way and probably when he was like starting to get into like comedy and acting so that's um, cool but yeah i think it's a uh, netflix share time for me this week just two shows nice. to check out um if you haven't seen them already and if you have a netflix account so, well uh, yeah joe what do you have to share this week dude i'm also going to share netflix um <clears throat> in the spirit of time travel you recommended this show to me a while back. Okay. And um, I listened to a podcast called Fat Man on Batman. Okay. <laughs> with Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin. And they did a whole episode on this show. And, like, you know, you, you'd praised it a lot. But then, you know, listening on my commute, basically, Kevin Smith outlined the season. I was like, ah, oh, you know, I kind of, yeah, that does sound better than I thought. <laughs> the, the Flash. Oh yeah! What a goddamn fucking charming, innocent, cheesy. It's it's so good, and it's like, and it's not even good. Good. It's just it's easy to watch. They really respect and honor the comic history. Yeah, and I don't know too much about the character, but I know when they're dropping names like Ralph Dibney, I'm like, holy shit, that's fucking you know. Like I, you know, there, there's a lot of great Easter eggs for DC fans, and um, yeah, that dude uh, Grant Gustin who plays the Flash kind of reminds me of you. <laughs> um, he's fantastic. He's really great. I loved. I fucking loved Tom Cavanaugh. Oh as yeah, as Doctor Harris Wells or yes. AKA Eobod Thawne. I was like, what a fucking cool name. I'm going to name my son Eobod. Um, <laughs> But um, I don't I'm know. Glad, I really I'm glad liked you're digging it. that, dude. Because I, 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 I know you haven't. Uh, like I've only seen Arrow, Flash. I haven't seen most like Mar- um, Agents of Shield. So I, I, I tried I know, Agents of Shield. I yeah. didn't. I didn't like it. I think we should have an episode definitely where we talk about like maybe even comic book, TV and television because that's. I know some of those shows you haven't seen yet, so it's it's cool. You see, I, I mean, have you finished the whole season for Flash or? I watched, uh, me and Christine woke up early and watched the season finale this morning. Nice. Um, nice. And so we're probably going to watch season two tonight. Oh, hell um, yeah, dude. But I actually, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I, it was charming. It was really fucking charming. Iris kind of pissed me off near the end <laughs> um, of the first season. Like, yeah. Once, once Thawne revealed himself as Thawne, I thought it was a little shaky. I thought, you know, it was kind of going off the rails a little bit here and there, but then you got to remind yourself, well, the whole fucking show is cheese. So, you know, it's okay if it gets really cheesy. Um, it's, I mean, it's expected, I guess, of CW. Like that's, that's where I wish, like, um, especially with arrow. Um, I'm, I'm still watching arrow. Um, they're on this, you know, the season four right now, side by side with flash season two. Um, so they're, you know, like, I, I guess it's like the, the drama aspect of it you know cw always has like that teen drama aspect of it which um, i really dug actually yeah i like i, feel like I like the well. characters yeah I, yeah I think they do it well with with flash like with arrow like um i would say the peak of arrow was probably the second season is probably the best season for arrow okay i would say to check out because they get into like deaths um uh dead death stroke 
and oh yeah 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 so it is really cool um but they do like i feel like cw there is that drama aspect and i know it does feel kind of cheesy sometimes but also i feel like um even these uh dc entitled shows um they do it very well i think they the, they make those connections and relations relationships important i feel um yeah especially with like the flash where you know it's a team you know cisco and, and Cisco's and fantastic. Yeah, I, I just feel like everyone has their strengths, and I think that's what makes that show so strong. Um, yeah, especially, especially in its second, you know, its second season run. Like I've seen, I think they've done six episodes so far in the in the uh, second season, and it's every character is still developing as far as you know they're they're trying to bring these characters a little bit you know higher um, into you know where they could higher be. Higher so. and higher. But dude, I'm excited for you, dude, because uh, yeah, it's you're gonna geek out a little bit more on uh, I bet. season two. Well, I've been hearing about it. I've been hearing they introduced the multiverse. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, um, and it's cool because they do reference some of the older. Well, you know, I guess some of the uh, parallel universe versions of uh, of some of you know the so characters cool. in the show. Yeah, so, so freaking cool. And it's cool because they they um, they left you at that cliffhanger at the end of for the first season, and then they kind yeah. of they kind of use that almost as the um, I guess the overarching story for the next you know the second season, um, and what 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 the consequences of that happen. So it's really cool that they're doing that. Um, but dude, I'm I'm really excited. You're happy. You're you like the show because um, I wanted to get I wanted to actually talk to you about that. You know, um, when you had a chance to see it and. You know, it's, it's good you're, you're digging it. So, yeah, dude, yeah, if, it's, if, I'm enjoying I, it. I think Arrow is not as strong as the Flash, but there are. It's really cool if you start watching the second season, and I th- I believe they, I believe they start introducing Barry's character in the second season. Don't quote me on that one. Nice the third, but it's cool how they they start kind of, you know, of course the spinoff. They start, um, you know, kind of branching out into this different storyline where they're kind of giving you snippets of Barry Allen's character. And then all of a sudden, like, Oh, he becomes the flash. And then, then you see the, the parallel between those two connected shows where, you know, Barry's in a coma and the characters on arrow realize it. And they're like concerned for him. And then, they, Oh, that's cool. And then that's they know like, cool. Oh, when he wakes up and then Barry has some questions and then, you know, there's actually a couple episodes where Barry, and the arrow uh flash and the arrow kind of get together and they you know talk about their ideals you know how they want to become heroes and there's you know there's a point where um where the flash is like you know you uh he talks to the arrow and he's like you you kill people do you still do that you know because that was one of you know the the type of things that the arrow and oliver queen was kind of struggling with is you know what what how should i be just in my city you know should i be killing those who are evil or, you know, just punish them and, and, you know, just, you know, get them, you know, into the, the, you know, into the justice system itself. So, um, it's cool to see those like kind of different ideals and, and different, um, views from each character and how they both kind of play off each other. So I, I would watch it just because of that, just seeing that back and forth, but it's only on a couple I think we probably will. Yeah. But speaking of the word justice, oh my God, <laughs> when they, when he accessed the computer or the Thon's AI. Yeah. And she was like, Barry, Barry Allen, AKA the flash founding member of, and they cut her off. Oh yeah. And, that's and right. you're like, she was about to say the justice league yeah. It's fucking, it's so cool. Well, it's crazy. So Cause like, cool. um, they're going to introduce hot girl already. I think they have already. 
Yeah, um, I saw that online. Hot girl. Um, then they're doing the. Is it Legends of Tomorrow? Legends. Legends of Tomorrow. Of Tomorrow. Which is going to be the, another like it's kind of funny on this episode. Um, we're going to talk about time travel, and this is going to be like a time traveling uh, kind of series where they go back in time and, and fix certain things and in in events in history. Um, from what I'm told. <sighs> it's tight. Yeah, and it's funny because the the guy. Uh, if you watch Doctor Who, um, some of the uh, later seasons, um, especially the one where Matt Smith's playing him, um, the guy who plays Rory, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's going to play one of the lead guys in, in Legends of Tomorrow. And uh, I think he's the actual guy who, uh, um, who, brings, who actually brings him through time. And it's funny because he, he was on Doctor Who and he, he's like, I, do, you know, I played a guy who traveled in time and now I'm actually playing a... You know, a guy who's uh, traveling time, but in, in, in a different, you know, perspective. So I'm actually interested to see what happens there. Um, not too happy with Arrow right now as far as, like, where they're going with the series. But it's kind of cool in a way, too, because they are introducing different types of themes. So Arrow, yeah. se- Arrow Season 4 is getting to, like, the mystic side of the DC universe. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so um, and it's I never watched the show, but I guess they did the Constantine show. Yeah, yeah, um, on NBC, but then... I yeah. heard he had a guest spot. He had a guest spot in the, well, I guess the last episode I've seen of Arrow on season four. So, nice. um, yeah, they're, they're definitely introducing that, that kind of, uh, that type of thing, which is great because, you know, now we have with flash, it's the metahumans. Um, and then, you know, now we have this like mystic side and then, you know, then they you know, obviously in, in Arrow, if you see some of the other seasons, they, they also talk about like Raza Ghul or Raisha Ghul. Oh my God, and, that's tight. And you know the, the the Lazarus pits and how that works, and so it's cool. Like they're, it's it's st- it started with like a grounded reality for both shows, and then like they've kind of started to move, far, you know, farther into like that, you know, kind of the um, comic book, comic book fantasy, you know, definitely. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. Dude. You know, it's it's you know those stories and those characters, and you know, it's people with superpowers or the the means to become. Um, you know, heroes. So. Dude, yeah. Awesome. One last thing I will say about the flash though. Yeah. Is it's basically a Spider-Man TV show. This motherfucker should have played Spider-Man. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, he is perfect flash for sure. Oh, he's fantastic. But, uh, I don't know. He'd be great. Um, anyway, anyway, anyway. that, that, that wraps up our, our show. And, um, Yeah. <laughs> if um, you can find us at the sex effects on Instagram, you can email the show at the sex effects podcast at gmail.com. You can find us at the sex where you can listen to the show or search for us on SoundCloud. If you have any questions, email the email I just said, because I forgot to say that when I first said the email and yes, Shawnee until next time, brother. <laughs> until next I'm Joey Parati. And I'm Sean Day. Thanks for listening.
Thank All you. All right, man. <laughs> and I am ending the recorder.